Greenside, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 U.S. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. All right, welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Uh, Clint Brown here with you today. Uh, I have Aaron Streck with us head golf professional at Pinnacle Country Club over in Milan, Illinois. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Clint. I'm excited to be here. Well, before we, we dive into uh, to what you, you're up to and you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I uh, am originally from Iowa. Uh, funny enough, um, when I graduated from high school uh, forever ago, it seems like I, I didn't ever see myself coming back <laughs> to Iowa, which I don't think anybody ever does. Um I, uh, what, I grew up, born and raised in Bettendorf, um, and uh, went to the University of Iowa, was fortunate enough to play golf there for four years, um, and just at a very, very young age of 16, uh, my very first job uh, was working for Mike Nadelkoff, uh, an awesome PGA professional uh, at Crow Valley uh, Golf Club um, here in the quad cities. And I knew at 16, I knew exactly what I was going to do with my life. And that was to become uh, a head golf professional. So, uh, I went to the university of Iowa. Um, like I said, I played, uh, four years of college golf there. And then as soon as I graduated, I jumped, uh, right into the PGA program. And, um, Pretty much that's all she wrote. Every job that I've ever had has been in golf, uh, you know, from scrubbing clubs in the bag room to mowing grass at Finkbine in Iowa City when I was uh, in college to, um, you know, being a head golf professional. So I've, I've been very fortunate to figure out what I wanted to do at a very young age. Well, that kind of leads into my first question, Aaron. Uh, how did you get started in golf and maybe kind of what are some of your first memories or, or that kind of thing uh, growing up uh, with the game? Yeah, you know, my first golf was, uh, you know, my dad came home with a used set of junior clubs when I was 12 years old and said, hey, you know, he played golf. He was the only member of my family to play golf and said, hey, what do you think? You want to you want to try this game? And I, I was an athletic kid. I, I did absolutely anything and everything growing up. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And again, hooked from day one. Um, you know, my earliest memories are, are playing golf with him. I grew up playing golf at Palmer Hills in Bettendorf. Um, you know, going out with him and his friends and, and they would teach me things, you know, how to hit out of the bunkers and chip and do things like that. So my dad and golf are, are really intertwined even to this day, to be honest. So it sounds to me like it's safe to say just that early golf bug is what kind of got you on your, your career path. Is that safe to say? Oh, absolutely. And as funny as that, I had to recruit the the boys that lived on my street to play golf with me because no one else, <laughs> no you know, one else wanted to play. No, no one else wanted to do it. Yeah. And, and I, I was lucky enough again to, I feel like I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. And in, in, in talking with you, Clint, is that I'm very fortunate and very lucky to have people in my life. I was like, Hey, you want to play golf? They're like, well, sure. We don't know anything about golf. I said, well, I'm just learning, but let's go. <laughs> well, and as we know, it's a game that you can, you know, you can play all your life, but you know, a lot of people I've talked to, you know, that have gotten, you know, introduced to the game real early. I mean, it was sun up to sundown, like something you could do all day, all summer and, and just really have fun with friends, but also, you know, learn, learn some good life lessons that probably at the time, maybe you weren't even know, didn't even know you were learning, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, we'd, we'd con one of our parents into get, taking us to one of the 
one of the local courses in town with $20 and we'd play all day and then we'd have to call them and someone would have to come and pick us up. So yeah, no, absolutely. You, you know, it's, it's, it's the friendships, it's the life lessons, it's, it's everything. Well, you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, kind of the, the background of the places you've worked. Do you have any, you know, kind of good memories or, or maybe a, a story or two of kind of coming up the, I guess the ranks of the, you know, in the, in the golf uh, business? Yeah, yeah, I uh, was, again, fortunate enough to work at Eagle Ridge Resort and Spa up in Galena, Illinois for several years. And um, I started there as the tournament coordinator, assistant golf professional, and I worked my way up um, to being the head golf professional. And I remember sitting in my office uh, at the North Course and, and uh, uh, the shop assistant came around the corner and she said, uh, there's a gentleman out here that uh, needs a club or drift. Would you mind doing it? I, nobody else was around. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so um, I heard her go out and say, our head golf professional will, will regrip your club for you. And I heard the gentleman say, well, does he have time to do it right now? And, uh, and so Linda, who is, the, who was a shop assistant <laughs> said, well, actually her name is Aaron. And yes, she does have time to regrip your club. <laughs> so it was, a, you know, my early stories of, of being a golf professional are, are sprinkled with a few of those that I'm a woman uh, in this male, you know, back when I was going through the PGA program, it was, you know, it was a male dominated industry. And, and I've had a few of those little sprinkled stories of, well, is your golf professional, is he here? Mm -hmm. And it was me just correcting them saying, well, I am here and obviously I'm a woman. So, <laughs> and whatever I can do, I can do better than anyone. So that's kind of been my motto. Well, that sounds like a good, good motto to, to have Aaron. Um, I understand, I think, I believe last fall, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you were, you were elected to kind of a, a pretty important position within the Iowa section, weren't you? Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough. I feel like I'm going to repeat that because I feel like everything sure. has just been in the right place at the right time. Yep, I understand. Um, that. I was, yeah, I was elected um, the first female president um, of the Iowa section. Um, so that's, that's an honor that I, I, I will probably cherish probably for the rest of my life. It's just, it's, it's been an awesome experience. It happened um, in uh, November. And so I'm very, very new to it. And uh, I look forward to the next, next two years. Now I'm sure some of the the listeners are probably wondering that you're at Pinnacle Golf or Pinnacle Country Club in Milan, Illinois, um, and I assume it's probably similar to kind of our IGA kind of geography that there are a few you know Illinois clubs that are in the Iowa mm -hmm. section. Do you want to just maybe just yep. kind of briefly explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. There you know there's a little bit of a blurred border between the Iowa section and the Illinois section. So the Iowa section for us um, starts in Galena and pretty much goes straight straight south. Uh, Galesburg is also in the Iowa section. And really that's just because of close proximity sure. to where the section office is. When I was uh, up in Galena, we had to drive into the city, uh, the city being Chicago, to go to meetings. And at times that could take anywhere from, you know, three to four hours just to get in. Whereas now with the Iowa section, now we're just a couple hours away. So it always was, uh, you know, in proximity to, you know, the closest, the closest place for meetings and things like that. And then we also, on the other side of the state, we do dip into a little bit of Nebraska as well. Okay. 
Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of what I thought, but I thought, you know yeah. what I'm going to ask just because I'm yeah, kind of curious absolutely. and I'm sure there, I'm sure there's some listeners are like, well, I thought he said she was in Illinois. So <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to make sure everybody was, was yeah. aware of that. So yes, absolutely. Um, Aaron, what, tell me about being president of the Iowa section. What does that involve? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I kind of get that a lot because there's not a lot of people that, that understand the, the inner workings of the right. section. I always tell people that I am the voice of the, you know, 275 PGA members that we have in this great state of Iowa. I am their advocate. I fight for them. Um, we make decisions as a board um, for, for our section that puts us in the right direction. So I'm, I'm just one person um, you know, out of 275 that, that just represents everyone in the state. Awesome. Um, well, as we know, there's, a, there's always a lot behind the scenes in golf that, that goes on that, you know, a lot of people don't, don't understand. So I know it's always important to kind of explain and inform, you know, your, not only your members, but just the golfing community. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. You know, it's, it's, are we going to, you know, something that's been talked about as of late was someone like, um, you know, Omar Uresti, you yes. know, a, a life member of the PGA Tour. Should he be able to play in club events that I would play in or any other, you know, club professional? Should, should I be competing against Omar Uresti? So that question, you know, things like that, that come up a lot, you know, is it fair? What's in the best interest of not only the, the PGA members in the state of Iowa, but in the whole entire country, you know, it's, it's really, how can we make it better? You know, how are we making the game of golf better? And, and how are we making it better for the professionals that make this a profession? So, so rewinding a little bit, Aaron, you, you spoke about you to uh, play golf at the university of Iowa there in Iowa city. Talk to me about what that was like back, back in the day, we'll say. <laughs> oh, back in, it was, it was such an awesome experience. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a lot as an 18 year old, <laughs> you know, coming sure. out of high school golf to go play college golf. Um, a lot of, you know, time commitment. And, you know, I always explain to people that when student athletes, it's like going to school and having a full-time job because you're either in school or you're practicing or you're playing, you know, in meets or in games like that. But um, it, it, it really, it showed me that I could commit to something, um, you know, and stick with it. Um, it was a lot. I, I should probably say that during that time, you know, I think every athlete thinks that they're going, going to go on and, and be a professional athlete. I, at that time, going through that, I realized that I wanted to stay in golf. I just didn't want to do it on the tour. Sure. You know, I, 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 I wanted to stay with it. And I, at that time, I really didn't know what that meant. Um, but I knew that, that being in golf was, was where my heart was. Sure. Now you, you touched on a little bit. So once you, once you graduated from the university of Iowa, can you kind of give us kind of a, kind of a path of, of kind of where sure. you went and, and kind of how you ended up at Pinnacle? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, after I graduated, I, I went and I, again, wanted to stay in golf. I, I went and I worked at a golf retail store cause I hadn't done that piece of it yet. So I really got into the equipment. And then at that time, I entered into the PGA program, um, which is kind of like a, I always equate it to a master's program mm -hmm. um, for people that want to get into the golf profession. Um, and I ended up uh, getting into the program. I was at uh, Eagle Ridge for a small stint at that time. 
And then Troon Golf came in and took over management of Eagle Ridge. And they um, said, hey, why don't we move you to Arizona? I said, well, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so I That's moved down arm, there. Right? Yeah. yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Get out of the Iowa winter for sure. Mm -hmm. And so I was down there, um, had a couple of different positions, tournament coordinator, assistant golf professional. And then a head golf professional position came open back up at Eagle Ridge. Okay. And again, it was just, did I want to go back to the winter? Not so much, but again, it was just another stepping stone for me. Um, so then I ended up back up at Eagle Ridge, um, head golf professional. And then I ended up being the director of golf there for six years, which was just an amazing experience. Um, you know, running four different golf courses and having a staff of a hundred associates. It was just, a, it was just an amazing experience. Well, and I'm sure you, you, you've learned a lot of things along the way, Aaron, but what maybe one or two things that maybe you learned early on um, in your, your golf career that, that's, that have kind of stuck with you or maybe are kind of just things that you hang your hat on? Really, uh, what I learned is that I, I can't do it, you know, you just can't do it by yourself. You know, you have to rely on the people that you work with. And I always, you know, I always chuckle when I hear people say that my employees are my this or my that. Sure. And that was never my way of thinking. It was always we. We do this together. We run this operation together. Um, and, and I don't think operations can succeed um, without it being a team instead of a, you know, I'm the leader and you're my subordinates. <laughs> Right. You know, it's right. that's, and I've taken that wherever I go. It's like, if we, if I win, if I win an award, it's because of the whole staff, we all did it together. It wasn't just me. It's never just me, period. I, I just, I walk along with my associates. I never walk ahead of them. Sure. Sure. Um, Aaron, do you, do you get to still play some? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. I've, Every year I try and make it a point. I'm going to play more. I'm going to play more. I'm going to play more. So actually on Sunday, uh, I leave to go and uh, play in the, the Iowa section Vegas Pro-Am. So I'm super excited to play in that. Take, okay. uh, we take uh, uh, four members. Actually, there are eight members going this year. And uh, we go out there and, and play some competitive golf and have fun. That's awesome. Now, you, you may have said this once, but I want to make sure I, I get this out to our listener. How long have you been at Pinnacle now? This is my eighth season here at Pinnacle. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I dabble. I, I worked down at Spirit Hollow uh, okay, in Burlington sure. for a couple yeah. of years. Yep. Yep. I, I and, grew up uh, just north of there. So, yes. Yeah, so oh, I nice. Just, I know yeah, Spirit Hollow well. Yeah. Randy Weingart and Jim Wiffles do amazing things down do. there. So, it's, it's nice to watch them be so successful down there. Absolutely. Well, I... I got to admit, I haven't had the the pleasure of, of playing your course, but I do know there's one thing I know about Pinnacle. You guys host the Monday qualifier for the John Deere Classic. And yes, we do. I always, I always try to find it. You know, I'm always saying I want to get over there and with our schedule and different things. And it's always right around the 4th of July or right after. Mm -hmm. um, You're I'm, always I'm, welcome. I'm going to get over there one of these days. Yeah, Aaron, please, but... please do. It's it's a great track. It really is. Um, what? Our, our, owner, our ownership is amazing. And and uh, always doing things to tweak and, and make things better. So you are always welcome here. So I, leading into that, I was just curious, um, what's, what's that like running a, you know, a tour event Monday qualifier? Well, actually, we first we run the pre-qualifier, which okay. is the Thursday. Yeah, we run that. Uh, well, I should say we don't. 
we don't necessarily, you know, the Iowa section runs all the logistics. Okay. Um, okay. We just are the host, but you know, we, they come in for practice rounds and we do the Monday uh, qualifier as well. Um, it's, it's just interesting to see the gentlemen that are coming in and, and trying to qualify to play in the event and uh, just the hard work. I mean, we've had people sleeping in their, in our parking lot, in their cars, Yeah. Um, you know, just grind. You can just see, it's just a grind and, yep. and I get hats off to them for week to week. Um, but it is, it's a really fun experience. You know, a couple, three, I think four years ago, we had one of our assistants, actually uh, Kurt Slattery, who uh, did the Monday qualifier and actually got a spot to play. He wanted to play off to get into the tournament and oh, I mean, awesome. the, the club was off the charts. So it's just, been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, and I was just going to say, I'm sure you see, like you said, you, you're, you're seeing the guys that are just trying to find that hot week sleeping in their car and, you know, oh, absolutely scraping absolutely. together a couple bucks to get a cheeseburger at the McDonald's or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of great stories that, that, have oh, come yeah. out we had, that. I remember we had a guy on a Thursday come out and he shot like six under and he was leading. Okay. He was leading going into the qualifier. He just, he, he, he won the pre-qualifier here. So they got him into the spot on Monday. Well, between the Thursday and the Monday, he flew to Canada to play in a pro-am oh, and wow. the airline snapped his driver. And so <laughs> oh, he came no. back, yeah, he came back Monday and he missed it. And so oh, I was man. like, wow, that's it. That's yeah. It's crazy. Be tough to swallow for sure. It, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, you mentioned you grew up in the in Bettendorf Quad Cities. There, what were maybe some of the the favorite golf courses you, you either you played in high school or or you know even in college? Were there any that you you look back and like, man, that was that was such a great place to play? Yeah, you know, I um, you know, like I said earlier, I I grew up playing Palmer Hills. Uh, I worked at Crow Valley, and so I got to play there quite a bit, which was awesome. Um, you know, back in back in the day when I was working there, the greens were like glass. So that was a great place to learn to putt. For sure. Um, Still are, you know, by I, the way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> uh, I think my favorite kind of golf is desert golf. Um, yep. You know, I love Arizona. I, I'm there every, uh, every winter. So I love it down there. Um, I remember we went down there when I was playing for Iowa, we went down there to for Tucson for spring break. Okay. And uh, we played like a little inner club match with university of arizona and the number one player on arizona's team was annika i was just that was gonna be my yeah, guess yeah. yep <laughs> yeah and so our number I, I i wasn't number one at the time but she was just she was on cloud nine she couldn't believe it we played star pass and it was absolutely awesome but the whole buzz was around annika was you know sure. in college and doing yeah. all these amazing things and yeah <laughs> that, that's awesome that's and, yeah. and, and you know you you got to you know, experience that obviously in her, you know, her college career, but I mean, obviously yeah. she was, she was making headlines even back then, you know, oh, absolutely. I can remember, but just, you oh, know, yeah. getting to play in the same tournament, you know, looking back that looking back at that now, it's probably pretty special. Yeah. I mean, and even now to watch her play with all the up and coming, you know, girls that are playing right now, like yes. Nelly Corda and, and things like that. And they have to be starstruck because, you know, you're watching your idol, yeah. You know, and never thinking that there's a chance that you can actually play with her. <laughs> well, and I kind of getting off subject a little bit when the yeah. Solheim cup was, was in, yeah. uh, in Des Moines, the kind of the summer prior to, she was in town for kind of just to see the golf course and, and that kind of thing. And I got a kind of, I got a tip of when she was going to be there and she showed up at, at Des Moines golf and country club, like during one of the ladies clinics. 
Oh my gosh. Like four, you know, 40, 50 ladies of, you know, oh, all yeah. that are just, and I'll tell you what, she couldn't have been nicer and more down yeah. to earth and just like glad. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Like, you know, tell me, tell That's me what, awesome. what you guys are up to. So I hats off to her. Cause she was definitely. Yeah just a great person regardless of anything else and just a, a yeah no that's that's a great story of the game too, so. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure uh aaron what outside of golf what what do you like to do what where, where do you find your when you have a little bit of free time i know it's it's a busy it's a busy career but uh what do you what do you like to do outside the outside the golf shop Out, outside of it um you know i have a family i have an eight-year-old daughter and uh you know we're we're a pretty active family so i i love spending time with her uh she she will hang out at the golf course with me too so she loves to hang out in the bag room and and talk to the bag room staff uh they've nicknamed her the mayor of pinnacle so that's kind of fun <laughs> that's fun yeah um yep. you know we i have a great group of friends and and uh we go and listen to live music and play golf and hike and just kick back when I have time. Um, they know that once summer starts and the golf season starts, they won't see me. And, uh, it's kind of our running joke that, you know, I'll, this, when April hits, I usually say, well, I'll see you in October. And that's usually pretty, uh, pretty on. So, <laughs> um, but just hanging out with my family, really. What would you, maybe if there's a, a couple things, um, you know, of a, of a youngster, you know, even, even in college, that's thinking about getting into the the PGA program and specifically on the women's side, what maybe advice would you give them um, if they're thinking about it? You know, um, I feel like uh, women have been kind of, and then this is nothing about nothing against any of the instructors. I mean, we have amazing lady instructors um, in the state of Iowa. Sarah Bidney is, is a friend of mine and, sure. and she's amazing. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pigeonholed into being an instructor. You know, there are so many different things to the, to the profession of golf. There's tournament coordinating, there's merchandising, there's, you know, running the golf course, you know, mm -hmm. being a head golf professional. So if you're, if you're really into it, don't let someone pigeonhole you into being an instructor is my, my first advice. Number two would be, it's kind of a long road, um, to be honest with you. And, and if your heart's in it, stay with it and you can do it. And it's really, it's rewarding the relationships, um, not only with the people that you work with, um, but the people within the section. And, um, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to be at a, at a private club. We have 300 members at Pinnacle and, and they're amazing. And I feel like I have 300 family members or 300 friends. Um, but it's just, it's, it's kind of a long road. And I feel like in the golf profession with associates that are just trying to get into it, it's that long road that gets them out and not and disinterested. And so I would just say, you just, you just have to put your head down and, and go. But again, if you love it, like I do, then that, that won't be an issue. <laughs> For sure. Kind of a follow-up to that question, Aaron, what, what, what kind of message can we get out to you know, young golfers, especially on the, on the women's side to get them into the game. What do you, what do you suggest? And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's intimidating, you know, mm -hmm. and I started at, at Pinnacle eight years ago. And when I came in, there was, there wasn't a ladies program to be had. And so I really make it uh, a program for us where bring your friends, you know, let's, let's do things in groups. So if, if I was talking to a new, new lady that was just started to to, to get into the game, I would say, do you have any friends that play golf? Do you have any friends that you would think want to play golf? Um, 
because getting into this alone and playing golf alone, it's not all that fun. <laughs> no, it can, so it can I would, be scary. I mean, it's, oh, it you know, can be a hundred percent scary. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And so we do ladies clinics in the summers and it's always bring a friend, bring a friend Good. that doesn't belong here, yep. you know, bring somebody with you because if that makes you more comfortable, then that's what it's all about. That is awesome. I, I love that. I love that idea and that concept to, you know, just yeah, bring a friend because then it, they're both going to be feel more comfortable. You know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, like you, it is it, like you said earlier, it being a single or, or just, you know, being alone, trying to pick up this game. It's very difficult. I think, unfortunately. I agree. I agree. Um, Aaron, I, I know you've, you've mentioned, you know, you you've been blessed and been lucky and, and all that, you know, to be, you know, part of this game, but what, what makes golf special to you? Boy, you know, it, I guess, in the early part, it was an opportunity for me to hang out with my dad. Um, you know, he was busy uh, with his job uh, as I grew up. And it was just a real, and like I said in the beginning, it was just an opportunity to, to hang with him. And then the older I got, the more I fell in love with it. It was, you know, to, to help people learn to play this awesome game of golf um, and be a mentor to you know, the associates that we have that come in, uh, that want to be class A professionals. And it just, it's funny. It has definitely evolved from, you know, from, uh, a selfish, excuse me, perspective about me wanting to spend time with my dad to now where I want to mentor people and, uh, and give back, uh, hence the, the PGA, uh, presidency. Um, but it's funny how it kind of, as I progress through my life, how it has shifted. <laughs> For sure. Well, Aaron, I, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to, to speak with us and uh, wish you nothing but luck in the, the season ahead. And uh, we're going to be over that way. I know for our stadiums at Crow Valley, and I'm trying to think off the top of my oh, head. Oh, please come on over. So, you know Absolutely. what, I, we, I might try and stop by and at least say hello or, you know. When, uh, yeah, or, you know, I love Crow Valley, so maybe I'll just swing over there. <laughs> that would be awesome. We, we'd love to have you. So Absolutely. take care. Absolutely. And, and again, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, Clint, it's my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Take care. Thanks. You too.